Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our friend Katie Wu, who covers the Cardinals, how'd you like that job, for The Athletic, joins us on 101 ESPN. Uh, (laughs) Katie Wu, good morning. How you doing? Randy Brooke, good morning. Um, I'm hearing it's a very sunny day in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, nice. Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so excited. Talk me off the ledge. Uh, you know, honestly, you guys, I'm, I'm finding out just as, just at the same time as everybody else because I'm in California and was still peacefully asleep. So imagine my surprise when I'm like, <laughs> why is my phone going off? Like, leave me alone. And then I see it and I'm like, oh, I should get up. So, <laughs> so, a little bit of a hectic morning, too. OK, let me give you my opinion. And uh, Katie, you and I agree on a lot here. I, th- I think Sonny Gray is fine, but not if he's going to be your ace. Do you agree with that? You know what? Yes and no. Um, I think Cardinals fans in general would be a lot more excited about Sonny Gray, who I think is a fantastic signing and was as perfect for what the Cardinals need in terms of the age and the contract allowed. Coming for three years, $75 million, makes sense. Um, I think there is a little bit of skepticism because the Cardinals signed Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson and are banking on bounce back years from both of those pitchers. And of course, with Miles Michaelis as well. So you get Sonny Gray to be the anchor at the top of your rotation, but then your two, three, four leave a little bit to be desired. But that's the position the Cardinals put themselves in when they came into the offseason desperate for innings. They had to go and they had to shore up innings as quick as possible because the alternative and doing it the opposite way, Randy, would be, you know, they get their guy and all of a sudden they don't have any depth supplement it with. So I understand why Mo had to go out and do it the way that he did. I think it's going to work out for them. Keep in mind, they haven't even started exploring the trade market yet. There still be there still could be moves to make, but I think this is going to be the Cardinals rotation going in. I like it. I think it leaves a little bit more to be desired, but I do think it is impressive that we're not even at the winter meetings and Mo did what he said he was going to do and signed three starters. So as you just mentioned there, so Sonny Gray kind of completes this offseason trifecta possibly for the starting rotation, but do you think that a trade is still viable for the Cardinals? Would that trade, though, be for the bullpen or for the starting rotation still? That's a good question. I'm I'm inclined to go bullpen just because Mo repeatedly said three starters, and at some point he said two and a half. Um, and he, but he never once said four. Now, that doesn't mean it won't happen. I think the Cardinals are in one of the better positions to make a trade based on, one, the ample depth they have both in their minor league system and with controllable talent on their major league roster. And also the free agent market in terms of position playing is pretty thin this year. So they do have an advantage for teams looking to upgrade their roster. I think the Cardinals are going to be a popular team. But I do think that because we spend so much time talking about the rotation, 
We haven't talked a lot about the bullpen, and the Cardinals certainly need a couple of higher leverage guys to supplement Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos in the back end of that bullpen, and I think that's where they're going to pivot their direction to next. Katie, there's a, a lot of ground to cover because, as you mentioned, to the Cardinals' credit, they've done a lot already this offseason, including, and you talked to Daniel Descalso, hiring Daniel Descalso as the bench coach. What was your take on that move? Yeah, I feel like that news kind of got buried in the in the onslaught of pitching acquisitions. But And I, I really like this move for the Cardinals, and I like this move for Descalso because you're seeing a trend in baseball where coaching staffs are looking towards the freshly or almost just out of baseball hires, the guys that had like the long careers. You're thinking about the Skip Schumacher and the John Jay duo, what they're doing in Miami, very successful. And Descalso kind of fits that mold. And I think he'll bring a lot of continuity to this Cardinal staff. Not only does he have a, a great relationship with Ollie Marmel, I mean, they went up the minor league system together. They were roommates in Palm Beach. He's former teammates with Paul Goldschmidt in Arizona. Nolan Arnauto in Colorado, Wilson Contreras in Chicago, and Lance Lynn, of course, in St. Louis. And he just really, to me, seems like that eager, very communicative, uh, very good at communication kind of guy that the Cardinals need. There was a big, not I don't want to say complaint, but desire from the a lot of veterans to have a staff that had more of a major league presence. Uh, next year, and I think Descalso fits that mold, not just because of his own playing career, but also what he's done with St. Louis and the relationships he has with players and the staff. So I really like this move for the Cardinals. I don't think adding to their coaching, so getting a bench coach that Ollie Marmel could really buy into early on, I think that was really important. Well, kind of playing off of that, just reading the article that you have about Descalso, he also mentioned to you in that that he said, I'm not going to be a yes man. We're going to have some good back and forth, some good baseball conversations. Why do you think it was important for him to mention that? I think because just knowing how Ollie works, I think Ollie works really well with a staff that isn't afraid to push back. And that's why him and Skip Schumacher got along so well in 2022, because Ollie, to his credit, doesn't shy away from criticism. I mean, you guys know this, you're in the clubhouse with him, you do pregame with him, and so you know, he welcomes different ideas. And sometimes when you're stuck in a rut, it can be really easy for, for the staff to say, this is the manager, you know, all your call. But Ollie likes to really push back and have discussions. Descalso is a lot like Skip Schumacher in that regard. You know, they're friends, former teammates. I mean, Descalso reached out to Skip throughout this hiring process to kind of get his gauge on, on the position. So I think it'll work well because Descalso isn't afraid to say, hey, we're not looking at things this the right way. Let's look at it this way. And then you can have those healthy conversations from there. I'm not saying that's not what the staff had last year. I'm just saying I think a new fresh voice that is how Ollie works did well to still earn a spot there in the front office. But I think this could be really good both for Ollie and for, for Descalso because it kind of creates that that healthy communication that allows you to see things the other way if maybe you weren't originally inclined to. Katie, just going back to the offseason and the Cardinals' plans, it seemed like, at least to according to some reports, that the Cardinals were at least interested. There was some interest there with Yoshi Yamamoto. That seems to be completely out of the conversation and possibilities, right? Yeah, I would think so. And and it's not to just, you know, kill everyone's excitement on what I think is, is a surprising and, and positive morning, but... I just didn't see the Cardinals outbidding all of the major markets because of the depth and volume in which they had to add to the rotation. If they were only looking to add one guy, I could see them being a little bit bigger of a play, but they had to add three. And, you know, I thought getting Gibson and Lynn for a combined $23 million, pretty good. Sonny Gray, 
75. You know, I haven't done the AAV yet at 25, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still, look at that math, you guys. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're almost, you almost reached character level math here, Katie. Yes. I am on it. I'm on it today. Um, I just think that, you know, they'll have to address the bullpen. They haven't really talked about making any position plan upgrades as of yet. But I just think that they because they had to add in bulk, it kind of just doesn't leave them enough money to go out and spend and get a Yamamoto type of guy. Would that be exciting? Absolutely. But it would be so unprecedented for them. And to me, this was the wrong kind of season for them to do that just because they had to add so many pitchers in volume. Okay. Uh, we had kind of presumed here that to go get that number one guy that the Cardinals would almost have to move Dylan Carlson. Based upon this move this morning, I, I kind of think that Dylan Carlson's going to be their DH. Do you? Ooh, good question, Randy. Um, I'm not sure. I know that they would like to maybe rearrange their outfield a little bit. Of course, it got a little less congested with Juan Yepes um, being non-tendered to contract. But when talking to Mo at the GM meetings, you know, he was in agreement that there was a positional log jam, especially in the outfield, that kind of impacted the rest of play. Guys weren't able to play consistently. Everyone was playing in different spots, and that can be a little bit detrimental. Depth is usually a good thing, but in this case, there was too much depth in just one place. And it created a trickle-down effect. And I think the outfield, is, the Cardinals are kind of looking to alleviate some of that. So I would imagine, you know, Cardinals are entertaining t- trade talks for Tyler O'Neill. I still think Dylan Carlson would be in that just because he does have so much team control. He's a high ceiling kind of guy. I'm not sure if he necessarily fits on this Cardinals team going forward. I will say this, Randy, at the GM meetings, Mo said, you know, and this could change, but we asked him for his starting outfield, and he put – uh, Lars Mutbar in left, Tommy Edmond in center, and Jordan Walker in right. Mm-hmm. So, again, things could change, but right now it doesn't seem like Dylan Carlson is in their starting outfield plans, which makes me feel a little bit more like he's more likely to be traded if the Cardinals decide to pursue that market. Did I see Dylan Carlson? I meant Nolan Gorman. Oh, Nolan Gorman? See, that makes he's more sense. DH. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> no, no, that one, I can be on board with that one. Nolan yeah. Gorman is the DH. So, I'm on board with yeah, that. Yeah, that outfield that you mentioned – and then presumably then Donovan at second, right? So it would be Arenado, Wynn, Donovan, Goldie, with Contreras mm-hmm. playing the plate and Gorman is your DH. Yes, and then there's days where Contreras is going to DH and they're going to put Herrera in. I mean, there's a reason that they didn't tender Andrew Kisner contract. They want Herrera to get some reps. So on days like that, you know, maybe against lefty starters, Gorman, Gorman sits. I'm sure that'll go over great on Twitter. But look at us, already piecing together the, the lineup for next well, year. I love that. And one other thing, by the way, because of me stupidly bringing up Carlson as a DH, if they could do, even now, after their signings, if they could do Carlson for Alec Manoa, I would do it yesterday. Oh, so would I. And I actually, before the Cardinals signed Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, thought they would make a play for Alec Manoa in the trade market. But you know what? Like I said, winter meetings are just a week away. Still a lot of work to be done, to quote John Mazalak. So we'll see what the Cardinals do in, the, in regards to the trade market. But personally, I'm pretty excited for the fans who went out and, they, you know, the Cardinals did get their three starters. I thought that was a really hard task just to be able to do. So the fact that the Cardinals have done that this early, I think, is an encouraging sign for the state of the club next year. Katie Wu, it is indeed a sunny day. Way to start the interview. Uh, but <laughs> it's, thir- it's 32 degrees. How's everything in Northern California today? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I'm actually getting on a flight to St. Louis in a little bit, so thank you for that. I'll be sure to pack a, a jacket because I don't have one in California. Um, yeah, great day for me to be, A, a sleepyhead, and B, on a plane. I'm doing great. Happy Monday, you guys. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it like 50, 55? 
Yeah, I would say it's like, let me look outside. I think it looks like 55 right okay, now. My parents have a thermostat. Looks, it looks like 55 it here and it's 32. It looks like 55. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no like steam or anything coming <laughs> off the ground, so it looks fine. <laughs> Safe travels, Katie Wu. Thanks so much for the time. Keep up the great work in the athletic. We always love it, and we'll see you soon. You got it, guys. Can't wait. Have a great week. You too. Take care. That's our friend Katie Wu from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.